Home is where the heart is, or at least that's what they say. Those embracing the spooky and paranormal have caused a shift within the phrase to home is where the scare is. Oh, how true that has become in recent years as more people embrace either an acceptance or belief in things that go bump in the night. Wherever a person calls home, as it has many variations, has accepted that belief of this place being a safe haven. The one place in all the world that gives a sense of safety. But what happens when that safety is taken away by something or someone unseen? How can you continue to feel that security when the hair stands up on the back of your neck or goosebumps that run down your arm from the sensation that something is standing in the shadows right behind you? Of course, you have choices now. Do you turn and see? Or do you take solace in a Schrodinger-like logic that as long as you just don't look, there may or may not be something there. Or do you turn and face the unknown because the idea that ignorance is bliss just doesn't sit well with your gut feeling? I guess there's only one way to find out. My name is Emiriel, and I'm inviting you to turn around and take a look into the dark shadowy corner as this is part two in our series of lesser-known haunted houses. Let's start exploring, shall we? Let's start our next tour in the state of Mississippi, back in the 1840s. An Irish immigrant from Tennessee, Colonel Robert Chagog, traveled down to Oxford and built a home, and named it the Bailey Place amongst all the acres of hardwood and cedar trees. It wasn't until 1930 that this home would get its known, its name that it's known by today, as it was William Faulkner who renamed it Roanoke after purchasing. Also, no, I'm, I'm not talking about the last colony spelling of Roanoke. This is Rowan Oak, named after the Rowan tree. Faulkner settled with his family and lived there happily until 1962 when he passed away. According to an article by Southern Living, during his time there, he enjoyed telling ghost stories to his daughter Jill and invented the tale of Judith Chagog, the daughter of the original owner, and said that she threw herself from a balcony. In 1972, the house was sold to the University of Mississippi by his daughter Jill, so that worldwide travelers may be able to visit and learn about his great works. Many do travel to, to this home through the great distance, as it holds a special place for them, given that this is where the great author wrote many of his stories, but it seems that his story is still yet unfinished. Rowan Oak has been open to the public for touring, and there have been vague stories that come from these tours. The visitors have been reporting that Faulkner has been seen all throughout the house. One even said that he was writing on the walls inside his office. 
though he can be scarier at times, as he has been known to scare the wandering, a wandering university student as they venture too near the home at night. It is known that visiting Rowan Oaks after dark is prohibited regardless of your personal belief in the paranormal, and the spokesman for the museum even stated, our security guards are much scarier than any ghosts. However, with Faulkner scaring people away, it's understandable why they want visitors and students alike to avoid the place after dark. It does beg the question, though. Is there another reason visiting after dark is prohibited? As we continue on, we travel west near the Rocky Mountains to the snowy town of Aspen, Colorado. Henry Weber traveled to Aspen in 1880 with his new wife Harriet, and they both opened a business selling and repairing clothing and shoes. Given this town has just been barely erecting more permanent structures of log cabins, they made quite a bit of money as more and more people flocked to Aspen with its rich silver mines. While they were living in the settlement, Weber had their home built. Unfortunately, his wife Harriet would not live to enjoy their new home, as she passed away from an overdose of strychnine in 1881. Many may find this an obvious case of murder, but in those days, strychnine was sold as a tranquilizer to help with nervousness and anxiety in those days. Disclaimer. I am not a doctor, nor do I have any intense knowledge or medical training. I read this information from two different sources that I used for this episode that explained its use in the 1880s. Thankfully, in current times, better suited medication has been discovered that can help people who have nervousness or anxiety. Slipping back into our story, it was reported that her last words were, Henry will know, which leads one to wonder what exactly did she mean? Her death was ruled as an accident, and what of Mr. Weber? Within near four months after his wife passed away, he moved on to marry his wife's niece. Pioneer Park was completed in 1883, and they moved in. Through the years, Aspen experienced a quiet period that happened around the 1930s, where Many homes were either abandoned or were destroyed by fires, but thankfully, Pioneer Park survived as it became a home to the local blacksmiths there. Then, in 1944, it was purchased by Walter Pepke. Side note, I found two different pronunciations for this name. There's Pepka and Pepke while I was reaching for this, researching for this episode. For the remainder, I will be using Pepke. So in 1944, when Walter Pepke purchased the home, it started, it began to have a new name that it was known by, the Weber Pepke House. One fun little fact I learned while Pepke owned the home, he had it painted pink. Unfortunately, though, it has since been changed to a tan color. The only ghost story that I was able to find in my research here was that of Harriet Weber. Even though 
she passed away a couple years before the house was built. It's said that her ghost is wandering around the property. Perhaps looking for someone who was able to decipher her final words? It's worth a visit if you would like to try and find out. Thank you everyone for joining me on another adventure through a couple of lesser known haunted houses. Next week we'll be visiting three more homes that you may or may not have known have paranormal activity. Follow me on Instagram at AmarielExplores. If you're enjoying my podcast, please leave a comment either on the Podbean host site or on my social media to let me know that you're enjoying the episodes. You can now find my podcast on Spotify and check out Instagram to look for announcements and keep up to date for information on the podcast. Royalty-free music for this episode is from Pixabay and was composed by Banshee Sanchez. Sources for my research can be found in the descriptions below. I hope you'll return to continue this journey next week. Until then, safe exploring everyone. <laughs>